Trauma bonding can make you terrified of losing your abuser. Just keep in mind that you'll also be losing the gaslighting, the sleepless night, the knots in your stomach while they were ignoring you, the feeling of being blamed, and the stress of holding onto something that always felt like it was slipping away. Mind journal. Feel fit, feel positive, feel motivated this year. As a highly sensitive person, I hate going to the gym, just like you, with those sweaty equipment, the eyeballs staring at my stomach, and the unwanted grunting and chest pumping. Ugh. No thanks. That's why this year I'm growing with a glow in the comfort of my own home via an app on my phone. It's not just a recorded class that I join, it's Lisa, a real life personal trainer from Future, the sponsor of today's episode. She helps me exercise and feel confident with my own custom plan, and she's always by my side. Future is a fitness app that pairs you with your own highly credentialed fitness coach who will hold you accountable and keep your workouts fresh and fun. Upon signing up, you'll have a video call with your coach who will then design a fitness plan unique to you. If you hate stinky gyms but need accountability to stay healthy, then go to www.tryfuture.co forward slash empath to try your first month future for free. The link is in the show notes. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide through the darkness. I didn't always exude confidence and have peace of mind in my life. On the contrary, I emitted a sense of insecurity that was palpable. I people-pleased everyone at the expense of my own health, I hated myself, and I lashed out when I couldn't take it anymore. As I finally found strength to leave my ex-narcissist and begin my healing journey, I had no idea what just happened, let alone where to start. But eventually I found my way, one baby step at a time. I found confidence and courage when meditating and doing spiritual rituals that strengthened my analytical brain and emotional intelligence. I am now not triggered and experience 0% PTSD. And it all is attributed to my daily micro-diligent self-work. And you can heal and transform too. With Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, manipulation book. You'll get a guide to heal from childhood trauma, effective somatic healing exercises, and how to live as your true self with Human Design 101. You can buy your hard copy or paperback today on Amazon and listen on Audible. And for a limited time, I'm giving away free copies of the Audible version of the book. When you sign up to my newsletter, I'll reach out with to you with a unique code for you to listen. And if you've already listened on Audible, uh, make sure that you review the book as it will help with the algorithm and letting people know that it's a valuable tool in their healing journey. This is episode seven, five signs of trauma bonding. Just a reminder, this information is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional health. Highly sensitive people have a heightened awareness of other people's emotions and feelings. 
just like you and I, they tend to be more empathic and compassionate. Dear empaths, do you relate to that statement? Empaths often feel overwhelmed by others' pain, sadness, anger, and grief. I might just I myself, just as the Hindu goddess Kali and the Mesopotamian goddess Inanna, have walked through the darkness, died to myself and ego, and ascended to connect with my true authentic self. Part of that healing journey, I truly benefited from talk therapy. This is why I specifically chose out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. The link is in the show notes. The signs of trauma bonding and the seven stages of trauma bonding. Number one is love bombing. Number two is trust and dependence. Number three, criticism. Four, manipulation and gaslighting. Five, resignation and giving up. Six, loss of self. And seven, addiction to the cycle. Today, we're going to be talking through all of these stages to help you identify, understand, and gain power how to shift out of these stages of trauma bonding and get rid of the narcissist altogether. We're also going to be talking about trauma bonding versus healthy bonding. So you can also see what is healthy and what is not, which in my case, I think is so important because I did not even know what healthy bonding was. I had no idea. I had to feel my way through (laughs) and figure out, is this healthy bonding another manipulation tactic or is this really real? So I'm gonna help you with that and guide you through that today. So the first one is love bombing. This is a term that's just come out last year and maybe the year before, but this was really big in 2022 where we talked about love bombing. This is what the narcissist does. They give you complete adoration. They wine and dine you. If they have money, they fly you all over to extravagant vacations. They take you out to nice dinners. They woo you with their time, their money, their adoration, their compliments, and all the things to make you feel infatuated and feel like you are on cloud nine and in love with them. And this can be a bit confusing because it's very similar to what happens when a healthy bonding occurs when you first start to date because you're excited and everything's fluttery and the connections like fire sparking. So what 
needs to happen for you to be under, to understand if this is a love bombing narcissist or if this is a healthy bonding, this is just the fireworks going and this is the right one for me, is to observe what they do. Is, is the action that they're doing to love you, is it because you truly want, like desire that and they're fulfilling a need for you? Or is it something out of control? where it's not really something that you desire, but it's like, ooh, but that's amazing. And if I go along with this, like I get to be wined and dined and like go out head over heels. A tiny example would be, let's say that they're gonna take you out to a really nice dinner and they take you shopping to buy you a dress for it. Or they pick out your clothes from your, your closet to get ready for it. And it's all in fun and games, you know, is how they present it. It's like, oh my gosh, this would be so, you know, like I really love a woman in red, you know what I mean? And so at first you don't really see that sign because you're like, oh, okay, like this is kind of fun. Like they're, they're participating in like me picking out my stuff. However, what that is, the very subtle sign of them starting to micro control you. And so a healthy relationship doesn't care how you show up to the, the date. They don't care what you're wearing, if you have makeup on or not, if your nails are manicured or not, like you do you is the healthy bonding. So that's love bombing where they're just pouring on the love like a big fire hose of love and attention. Another one that is very common is they don't leave you alone on the phone. like. You're not together, but all night long they're texting you and you're having a really fun time and like flirting and talking, but they like can't leave you alone. They don't leave you alone. Healthy bonding is you need time and space in between, you know, spending time with each other to kind of get your bearings and to be your own human, right? You have been independent. You're your own human for so long. They should have their own life and be busy doing other healthy things not sitting on the phone texting you and hounding you with all these different, you know, texts and posts and blah, blah, blah. Another really good thing to spot if this narcissist shares you on Instagram, but also tells you what to share on your social media, right? That's another micro controlling red flag. Yeah, so definitely be mindful of the tiny little things, right? It's it's essentially not allowing you to have your own independence and your own autonomy. So the second stage is trust and dependency. They are dependable on the outside and especially at first. Um, they are trustworthy. They follow through on their words just to be able to show you and to get you in a relationship with them essentially. And it's not like they're totally manipulating this whole scenario and doing it. This is just the natural part of a relationship as it progresses. As you start to trust each other and you have dependency, and that's good, like, right? The, the thing is going forward pretty good. But then what happens with a narcissist is they're insecure. They're not their own person. They don't have healthy attachment bonding. They don't know, they're not emotionally mature. So the criticism and the control starts to kick in. When you start to, you know, show that you're confident or exude that you have other friends 
or spend time with other friends because that's a healthy thing to do is to not spend time 100% with your new partner is you have other friends, you have other relationships, you have family members. And so they start to get insecure, not be okay with that. And they'll criticize you for things. All those micro, like, ooh, this would look so amazing on you at the beginning of the relationship during the love bombing stage becomes a criticism. Like, why don't you ever wear red? Or why are your nails so chipped? Like all these different little tiny microaggressions start to come into play. And you kind of don't really see it as a red flag because they've built that trust and dependency. They've built that love bombing like dopamine in your brain that when these criticisms start to come in, you're like, oh, they must must be having a bad day. Like, or you don't even think that. You're like, oh, well, I guess I should get my nails done. Like, yeah, that's kind of not good that my nails are chipped. You know, like just they start to kind of make you feel bad about tiny little insecurities or not even an insecurity, right? Like you could care less what your nails look like, but they do. And since they made you feel loved and appreciated and now they've got you kind of wrapped around their finger and you have that high of that dopamine with them, you're like, okay, sure. Like a relationship is give and take. I will make sure my nails look pretty. So he or she's, oh, I guess we're talking about a female in the role because I'm kind of thinking of myself in this scenario. I'll make sure my nails are pretty so that he's happy. That's a little thing, right? We, we kind of want to please our partners to make sure to keep a love spark alive. But the problem with a narcissist is they take that and they dig a deeper and deeper and deeper hole until you're indebted to them. Until you're like, you feel like you owe them to, to have your nails done or to, you know, get groovy with them after dinner because they've put out all this effort or all this money or you know, they're doing their part and whining and dining you. So you better look the part, right? Like you start to kind of feel this unspoken contract where it's like, oh, like now I have to do this to get this. And then they'll start to pick arguments and fights when you don't do that because you're just being you and you're a human. You're not perfect. You're not a model. You're not a robot. And so you may not be on your best that day. And they'll pick a fight and they'll be so upset at you. But like, I spent all this money on this dinner and you were just like sitting there just not entertaining me essentially. But they, they'll say like, you were sitting there and you were just so down and your energy was just so bad. Um, nope, they wouldn't even say energy. And you, I can't believe that, you know, you're just so boring. Or you fall asleep because you're tired, you had too many drinks of alcohol and they want to have fun. And it's like in in the bedroom and you're like, I'm tired, I have to work tomorrow. Like, let's let's lay down. <laughs> and they like they guilt you and they criticize you and they shame you for being a human and being tired because they've put the money out for dinner or they drove you there or whatever the thing is. They had expectations and those expectations weren't met. And in a healthy scenario, they'd be like, okay, good night, fine, no big deal. Whereas an unhealthy relationship, they're like, oh, you're so boring. I can't believe you. I can't believe this is happening again. And they just give you the silent treatment. And then you go chasing after them. It's like, no, I'm sorry. I just, I'm really tired. And then it becomes an argument. And then they'll poke at something else 
that you're insecure about and then you end up exploding. I just remember having all these incredibly explosive arguments late at night. Our poor neighbors with kids down beneath us. Hopefully they were able to sleep through these fights because they were very late. They were like, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Sometimes I would find myself throwing things at him. It was just, just arguing back and forth. And this is where the manipulation and the gaslighting comes in. You know, years down the line, I hear that he used me as, they bring up their exes, right? So he used me as an example during arguments with his other partner that said, well, you know, my ex, she never put up a fight when I called her out on stuff and we had arguments. She would just take it. And gratefully, I was able to have an opportunity to tell this beautiful soul that, no, I remember fighting a lot. I remember yelling back at him. He's just rewriting history. That is not true. And so a trauma bonding, you know, example is the relationship is all highs and low lows, right? That's the trauma bonding is there's no even keel. It's either a storm, a hurricane storm, or no wind at all. So you can't sail. There's nothing. It's high or low. Whereas a healthy bonding relationship feels steady. There's some dips here and there, but it's not very long and you can talk through it and bring your feelings to the table and share equally your feelings, right? So the trauma bonding has a lot of manipulation and gaslighting, highs and lows. You don't think that you can survive without each other. Um, that was a really big one. I thought, well, this is the way that it is because I, no one else is going to love me and I can't survive without him because they've given you so much dopamine at the beginning that you're addicted to that high. And so when the criticism comes along and then they start to manipulate and gaslight you and make you the bad person and this problem is your fault. Well, you, we don't have, you know, really great time in the bedroom because you're boring or you're tired or you just need to drink a little bit more or you need to wear these super cute, you know, hot high heels or all of these things that I had to improve when all it was was he just needed empathy that I needed to work the next day and he was going to get it when I wasn't tired, right? He could have been patient and it would have happened the next day or the day after. But it was like a kid throwing a temper tantrum, not getting what they want right now. And this applies to any scenario with the, the narcissist. In work, in family, a parent with a child, right? It's like, they, especially with parents and children, it's so heartbreaking because they make them feel like they cannot survive without them. And it is the main crux of you trust this person to keep you safe and raise you. And they just keep putting you down and you take it because they're your parent. And you always believe the lie that this problem was your fault, the child. And it's so heartbreaking. It's not healthy. So in a healthy bonding, you recognize that you are your own person. Now, the next one is you hate them and then you love them. It's a love-hate relationship. That's trauma bonding right there. A healthy bonding is you love them even when you are angry with them. And yes, in past, we do love the narcissist when we're angry at them. But think about the heat of the moment where they really pushed your button. They really blamed you. They kept you up late at night. They hurled insults at you. In that moment, you hated them and you knew what they were doing was wrong. Even though you received it, 
and you took it on as your responsibility to fix it. Uh, another trauma bonding uh, characteristic is the other person's needs are more important than yours. Going back to the whole bedroom scenario, both of your needs in a healthy bonding relationship are important and respected. The narcissist pushes your boundaries, never respects them. Every single time I see it in a movie or a TV show, I'm like, narcissist, narcissist. Like, there's just like the, the narcissistic trait of pushing a boundary. It's like, come on. Oh, come on. You're no fun. Oh, come on. Like, that's manipulation. That is not respecting the other person's needs and boundaries. Uh, another one is you ignore the red flags of unacceptable behavior. And this is the stage five of resignation and giving up. In a healthy bonding, there are boundaries and they're also trusted. And so you see that if there's a red flag, you can bring it up in a healthy bonding relationship and you can say, wow, when you did this, that made me feel hurt. And they'll say, oh, right? We all have unconscious traits about us that could be narcissistic. We go, oh, I, I didn't mean to. I was just acting out of this when this happened it kind of triggered something in me and I kind of closed up and I I'm sorry I didn't mean to close up I just whatever my experience was it wasn't personal and anything towards you and then they can say well I'm going to work on being better at whatever you need and you can express your needs whereas the uh, trauma bonding is you think that if they change everything will magically get better but that's not true either and you definitely believe that if you change, everything will be better because they're blaming and, and putting everything onto you and saying, oh, if you just do this, everything will be better. But that's not them taking responsibility. Both sides need to take responsibility. So in a healthy bonding, you focus on growing separately, individually, and together, working on your own individual emotional intelligence to make a better, stronger relationship together. And you have honest communication. There's no, there's no lying and saying, I didn't say that, when clearly they just said it. And they're so adamant that they didn't say something. It literally is like an insane cycle. You're like, I swear, I'm taking crazy pills. Like, what the fuck? I, you just said it. Why don't you admit it? And they'll never admit it. So don't make them admit it because they're never going to admit it. And you're just going to go drive yourself crazy. And the sixth stage after you've resigned and you've given up like this is how it is this is life and this is life as I know it you lose yourself you've lost your power you lost your unique glow you've lost yourself you've lost who you are and your confidence within yourself and you're convinced that no one else will love you that's what I personally experienced and I know a lot of you are experiencing that out there and I just want to say that's false. They have planted this horrible, toxic seed in your mind, thinking that they are the only ones that are going to love you because they're scared you're going to leave and abandon them. They're scared. They want to control you. They need you because they need somebody, right? We all need love and acceptance and bonding, but it's not healthy. And when you're in a healthy bonded relationship, your needs are met. You know, hey, like if this person suddenly dies in a car crash tomorrow, I'm okay. I may find love, maybe I won't, but it's not like this is the only person ever that will love me because you find love within yourself. 
and you have respect for each other and your needs are met and you haven't lost yourself. If anything, yourself has grown stronger and brighter together in a healthy bond. And when you're in that trauma bond, it's not. It's the opposite. You've lost yourself. And then stage seven is you're addicted to the cycle and it repeats. And this is where people get so depressed after the cycle repeats so many times, you've tried to leave five, six, seven times. You're like, I, I just, I can't leave. I'm so stuck. It's because you're addicted to this cycle. So the good news is you have the power to break the cycle and get out. But the work that comes into it is just acknowledging everything that I said, that all these things are lies. It's just what they've made up. And hey, let's get curious about it. Try just taking a break for three months and see what happens. Maybe one to start if you feel like you're going to die if you don't talk to them for three months. Try a month. See what happens. Work on yourself as you're, you're taking a break. Are you going to die? What's the worst that's going to happen? No, you're not going to die. And for me, in my case, I met my soulmate who I'm with now just two weeks after. And I thought I was never going to be loved by anyone again. Like, how beautiful does the universe just slap, you know, that lie out into the atmosphere and be like, no, this is the truth. You are worthy of love. You are loved by everybody. Hey, why don't I just like bring back some other people in your past, which happened to me, and I'll show you that they love you too. And they want to date you too. Like, you are a hot item. And you, dear empath, I'm talking to you, are a hot item. You are loved by so many people. You just have to love yourself first allow yourself to know that that this narcissist who's got you stuck in this quicksand does not love you they've convinced you that they do but they don't and there are so many beautiful souls that love you out there so wake up wake up wake up i urge you to wake up and get out of this trauma bond quicksand you are worthy of it you are beautiful and desirable and these are all the stages and signs of trauma bonding. So now you have this information to empower you and embolden you and say, hey, I don't need to put up with this shit anymore. And you get up, you rise up, and you figure out your plan to leave. So in our Patreon group, this is what we're doing. Starting February 6th, I'm hosting a challenge that is going to help you overcome the narcissist in your life, overcome the pain that you're experiencing and to get up and out. We're going to talk about uh, the childhood trauma. We're going to talk about uh, how to self-love and you'll receive an email every single day and you're going to get a little audio from me, just a mini coaching session that's going to coach you through how to overcome this pain of your past. We're going to be pinpointing different traits possibly that you're needing to work through um, how to cleanse out the trauma, the PTSD from your body, relinquishing the guilt and shame. And all of this is when you sign up to the Empath Healing Community on Patreon. I would sign up before January 31st because the price is going to go up. Right now it's $8.25. So all of this, these tools and the 30-day challenge, which is starting on February 6th, is going to happen through your email. So make sure you sign up. <clears throat> to the email list and then head on over into the Patreon and get your, no. So 
It's going to happen in your email on the Patreon. So make sure you sign up on the Patreon. And then you'll be getting the emails every day for 30 days starting February 6th on how to overcome the pain of your past from the narcissist. <sighs> I appreciate you so much for listening, sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. If you're enjoying, I really, truly appreciate you just writing a quick review and five-starring, clicking that on over, and giving this tiny little boutique show a rate and review on Apple. It really will help it bump up. I'm at 2% of the overall podcast ranking and my goal is to reach 1% by the by summer. How about that? Anyway, so the reviews help with that and the algorithm. Grab your free copy of my Audible book by signing up to the newsletter. I'll reach out to you with a unique code for you to listen. Just go ahead and sign up to the newsletter and I'll email you and get you that. And remember, dear empath, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast. I just want to make it last. Try to let go of the past. I close my eyes and embrace the